0: From the banks of the Colorado River in Lake Mead to the homes and businesses in Southern Nevada, welcome to Water Smarts, the podcast pumping from the heart of Las Vegas, where we engage with the experts who keep the water flowing throughout Southern Nevada. I'm Bronson Mack.
1: And I'm Crystal Zelke. From how we treat it, deliver it, use it, protect it, and conserve it, the Water Smarts podcast is all about water in Southern Nevada. We hope to make you a little smarter about the one thing that keeps us all connected,
0: water. Hey, Crystal, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good, Bronson. Well, at the moment where you and I are recording this, it's the holidays. It's quieting down, you know, I think everywhere as everyone kind of prepares to take a little time off and just kind of reflecting. We've had quite the year. It has been has been the year of water, right? And um, we just wrapped up another Colorado River Water Users Association conference, which typically takes place here every year in December. And I don't know, Got any nuggets to share from that? Anything that came out of that?
0: Yeah, you know, that's a really good conference every year. It's the one time a year really when all of the Colorado River users, so everybody that's using water on the Colorado River from all of the seven states, as well as the country of Mexico and the federal government, convene for a conference. And there's a lot of talk about The future. And really what we heard this year with the Colorado River Water Users Association is that the future on the Colorado River is going to mean less water availability. That means we all need to be doing our part to lower our demands on that river system. As it stands right now, the federal government has called for reductions of about two to four million acre feet per year over the next couple of years, just so that we can help stave off reaching critically low elevations in Powell and Mead and put a little bit more balance into the Colorado River system that has really just been hammered by what we've been experiencing here in climate change. And so that's really the next challenge that lies ahead for the seven states in the country of Mexico to have those conversations and begin encouraging additional water conservation. We've been doing a good job, obviously, to conserve here in Southern Nevada and have been implementing a lot of new things just here over this past year.
1: We have. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And we have a history of a lot of conservation efforts here. And we've done a really good job here in this community. We're recognized for that around the world, even by some of our neighboring states that share the river with us are looking at some of our programs and maybe how they can start implementing those in their communities to conserve. But as you mentioned, there's a lot more to be done. And we're always going to be looking ahead of what's next and what else can we do.
0: Yeah, and it might even be helpful just uh, before we get into uh, talking a little bit more about the cost of water and the value of water going forward. It might be helpful just to take a look back, like what have we done from a conservation standpoint? Why don't you give our listeners just a quick snapshot of some of the key things that we've done from a conservation standpoint?
1: Yeah, sure. So, you know, since 2002, the Southern Nevada Water Authority and its member agencies have really responded to drought conditions and started preparing for the continuing decline of Lake Mead. And so we did this by introducing ordinances to reduce our outdoor water use. Some of that includes no grass in new residential front yards or at businesses, with the exception that you could have half of your backyard with grass because, you know, we wanted to allow for kids and pets. But this was expanded in 2023 to have no grass at all in new residential properties, even in backyards and side yards. We've had mandatory seasonal watering restrictions in play for about 20 years to limit landscape watering to a specific number of days a week, depending on the season and how much landscapes really need to thrive here in the desert. We've implemented some of the most aggressive water conservation programs in the world with rebates. So a lot of the community is familiar with our Water Smart Landscapes Rebate Program, which yep. pays for you to convert your grass to desert-friendly landscaping, $3 a square foot. For every square foot you take out, replace it with plants and trees, you can earn some cash back. We've got smart controllers to help residents, businesses, HOAs better manage their water use and their bills. We've got leak detector rebate program to help you identify a potential leak on your property as soon as it starts. We've got car wash coupons. We have a program called Water Efficient Technologies, which is designed to help businesses upgrade to water-saving technologies.
0: Yeah, and then the infrastructure too, right? I mean, when you consider the fact that we've invested $1.3 to $1.5 billion of ratepayer dollars into new infrastructure at Lake Mead, this is intake number three, that deep water intake that is now at the bottom of Lake Mead and the low lake level pumping station that gives us the ability to pump the full elevation of Lake Mead, get down all the way to the bottom of Lake Mead should we need to, that really insulates our community and protects our access to our primary water supply. And, you know, we've said it before that as a result of that infrastructure, Southern Nevada is one of the most water secure communities using Colorado River water. But even with that, this year, we've taken additional conservation measures and a lot of them focused on making sure that new development that happens in the valley is done so in a more water efficient way than our existing development, right?
1: Yeah. And it's important to talk about that because when we think about conservation, it's not just uh, I'm turning my sprinkler system off when it rains. It's not just turning the water off. Maybe when you brush your teeth, which we Mm -hmm. indoor, we recycle our indoor water. But still, it's really a behavior change. And these efforts have allowed us to sustain our community as long as we have and is going to allow us to continue to do that. Just to kind of show how big conservation has helped us, in 2021, the community used 26 billion gallons less water than it did in 2002. And that's despite adding 780,000 new residents during that time span. And these figures really represent a 48% decline in the community's per capita water use since 2002. Another way to look at it is we used about 110 gallons per capita per day in 2021, which really just means on average, people in our community used about 110 gallons of water a day. Which is 2021. crazy. It I is mean, crazy. that's crazy
0: to think, right? Like, do you think that you use 110 gallons at your home a day? No. You yourself? No. And you don't. I mean, and that's kind of that's per capita water use. I mean, that's how much water did the total community consume in an entire year divided by how many people were using that water divided by 365. That's how we arrive at, at our per capita water use. So that includes the water that gets used by 40 million, 43 million visitors that come to Las Vegas, right? They're not part of that denominator that factors into our GPCD. But it is a way in which we can measure our own water efficiency year over year against ourselves. 20 years ago, our GPCD, our gallons per capita per day, was about 220 We're down to 110 two decades later, and that's the result of the conservation efforts that this community has put forward. And we've even set a new conservation goal of reaching 86 gallons per person per day by 2035. And that goal becomes so important now, and especially when you take a look at the water resource plan here in Southern Nevada that we have. And we demonstrate in our water resource plan, taking population projections over the next... 50 years. I mean, it gets us to a point of being somewhere between about three and a half million up to about four million and change as far as our population goes over that 50-year planning horizon, right? That's half a century. And we demonstrate that if we can achieve 86 gallons per person per day, that we can continue to meet our community's water needs during that 50-year timeline based on the water supplies that we currently have available to us. And that's just because we become more efficient in the way that we're using water those are the things that are going to help sustain our community over the long term. I mean, look, I'm invested in Southern Nevada. You're invested in Southern Nevada too, right, Crystal? And our listeners are as well. And the best way to protect the investment that we have all made in this community is to use less water.
1: And like you said, being committed to staying here, I told my husband before we got married, I said, I'm not leaving Las Vegas. This is where I'm living. So if you're going to ask me to go somewhere else later, I'm not marrying you. So, <laughs> so, so lay
0: in yes. the groundwork.
1: Yes. So at our house, we conserve water because we want to stay living here.
0: <laughs> well, and anybody else who is ride or die Vegas, or maybe you just think that you're stopping here just for the short term and it will eventually move somewhere else while you're here, you have a commitment to water conservation. And after As a result of that, we look at water scarcity going forward because there is no doubt that we're experiencing aridification, climate change on the Colorado River. Water is expected to become more scarce over the near term. And as water supplies continue to become more scarce, right? the laws of supply and demand tell us that we're going to see higher increases for for water. And that is exactly what we are going to see in this next year. And what you and I are going to talk about a little bit today with the rate increases that are taking place for Las Vegas Valley Water District customers, as well as City of Henderson customers. Before we talk about all of those, it is probably key to just lay out, look, on your water bills, you really get two different kinds of rates. You got a fixed rate that is generally based on a monthly or a daily charge, and it's a fixed rate. It's not a variable rate. Then you do have those variable rates, which are generally related to how much water you use. So some of your fixed costs that are associated there are things like your service charges, The cost that it takes in order to treat and deliver the water to your home, as well as maintain the system, right? Those are fixed costs that the utilities have to pay for. Therefore, there are fixed costs that are seen on the water bill. And there are also costs both from your utility, whether that's North Las Vegas, Henderson, or the Las Vegas Valley Water District, perhaps Boulder City, or from the Southern Nevada Water Authority. You're going to see both of those kinds of charges listed on your water bill. And those charges that you see for the Southern Nevada Water Authority, they help for the water treatment that occurs, maintaining the water quality, doing all of the testing to make sure that your water meets or surpasses drinking water standards, as well as the regional infrastructure that is needed to convey all of that water into the valley and through our treatment plants. That includes intake number three and that low lake level pumping station that are giving us that secure access to our water supply. So one of those charges that we see on the SNWA side is the infrastructure charge and that infrastructure charge is a regional charge. Every water user in Southern Nevada pays an infrastructure charge. So whether you're a residential homeowner or a uh, commercial customer, you're going to pay for the infrastructure charge. And that charge is really a fixed charge, but it does generally increase every year depending on inflation. And we've seen inflation go up through the roof, obviously, over the past year. So What we will see coming into 2023 is a little bit more than a 7% increase on the SNWA infrastructure charge for the vast majority of customers, especially those that are within our average residential water use base, which is about 11,000 gallons a month that infrastructure charge will increase by about $1.47. So that would be the total increase that you would see on your monthly water bill. And then the SNWA commodity charge, which helps pay for further infrastructure improvements to the uh, regional system and the managing of those assets, that is going to see an increase of about 77 cents per month. So just on the SNWA side of your water bill, you're going to see an increase of about $2.50. Those dollars obviously invested right back into the water system to help ensure its reliability over, over the long term.
1: So with that, though, there are going to be some changes that people will see on their water bills this year. We're now in 2023. And this is for Las Vegas Valley Water District customers and City of Henderson customers, residential customers. So let's first explain a little bit about what this involves. We have what we call tier equalization. First, let's explain the water rate tiers and thresholds. The water utilities have different rate tiers. So if you look at your water bill, you'll see this. It's outlined for you there. Based on your meter size, you can use a certain volume of water or a threshold for each rate tier. The Las Vegas Valley Water District, for example, has four tiers. If you have a 5 inch meter, you're charged tier one rates for the first 5,000 gallons of water you use. You can think of this as your typical indoor water uses. You're washing your dishes, cooking, taking showers, everyday necessities. Tier two rates are for the next 5,000 gallons of water you use. And then tier three rates are for the next 10,000 gallons. Now, This is where it starts to get, you're you're getting higher in your water use and usually means you're irrigating your outdoor landscape, you have sprinklers watering grass, you're maintaining a pool. And then tier four rates for anything over 20,000 gallons.
0: Crystal, that was a great overview of the usage tiers. You know, let me take that a step forward. If you have a three quarter inch, a one inch or a two inch meter, those are the larger water meters within the service population you're actually able to use more water before you hit those tier two water rates. You're able to use more water at the tier one rate than those smaller five-eighths inch customers. Crystal, you just explained that a typical five-eighths inch customer can use 5,000 gallons in the first tier and then another 5,000 gallons in the second tier. Well, for a one-inch customer, by comparison, they're actually allowed to use 10,000 gallons in the first tier, double the amount of water that a 5 eighths inch customer is able to use. And I don't think that anybody in this community would agree that just because you have a larger water meter, you should be able to use more water at a lower cost. That's just counter to our overall conservation ethic here in Southern Nevada.
1: Right. And so with these changes in a nutshell, all households, regardless of your meter size, will pay the same rate for every drop of water use. And we anticipate that to save our community 760 million gallons per year which is pretty significant.
0: You're right, Crystal. It is a significant amount of water savings here that we're getting by taking this action. And the city of Henderson is also equalizing their water rate tiers. Most Henderson residential customers have a three-quarter inch meter already. So Henderson water rates are being equalized so that all residential customers are also receiving the same volume of water in each rate tier as customers with a three-quarter inch meter. So regardless of your meter size in Henderson, all of those rate tiers are going to be equalized just like they are in the Las Vegas Valley Water District Service Territory. Henderson is also taking the additional step of reducing the water rate tiers by about 10% per year for businesses. So businesses uh, are going to see some changes to their water rates as well. If you need more information on changes to the Henderson rates, please make sure you visit Henderson's website at cityofhenderson.com. For more information on the Las Vegas Valley Water District rate change, visit the Las Vegas Valley Water District at lvvwd.com. But, you know, Crystal, the Water District is taking a little additional step here as well in implementing an excessive use charge for those highest water users that we have here in the valley.
1: Yeah, and this new charge that became effective as of January 1, 2023, targets the top 10% of the Water District's single-family residential customers. So this group uses 30% of all the water delivered by the LVVWD to homes. The excessive use charge includes a fee of $9 per 1,000 gallons for residential customers who use water beyond a set seasonal excessive use threshold. These thresholds were established based on the average seasonal water usage at homes. So if you're following the mandatory seasonal watering restrictions, you're watering only one day a week right now through February because it's winter. And based on that average residential customer's water use, the threshold for the winter season is 14,000 gallons per month. After you go over that threshold, you would be charged $9 for every thousand gallons you use above that amount. So it can get costly and can double some customers' water bills. For example, if you're using 18,000 gallons of water in the winter, you'll be charged $9 per 1,000 gallons for the 4,000 extra gallons you used over that seasonal limit.
0: Because that seasonal limit in winter will be 14,000 gallons.
1: That's right. For that extra 4,000, you would see a charge of $36 as an excessive use charge on your water bill.
0: There's been a lot of evaluation that has been done and looking at how customers across our residential sector are using water and who are those highest water users and how do we reach them with a conservation message? Because the reality is, is that our highest water users in our community are homes that generally are on very large lots, that generally have a ton of grass, a lot of landscaping that is necessary to be irrigated. And... To be honest with you, a lot of them don't follow the seasonal watering restrictions. And you know, the excessive use thresholds that we have are all based on the seasons, just like the seasonal watering restrictions. The thresholds are 14,000 gallons in winter. So that's November to February, same time frame as the winter watering restrictions of one day a week. 16,000 gallons in spring, March to April. 28,000 gallons in summer, May to August. That's our highest threshold because water use is highest in summer. And 26,000 gallons in fall, September to October. So you're going to want to make sure that you are paying attention to your water bill. Start looking at the water bills you are getting now and seeing how they comport with the excessive use charge and the excessive use thresholds. Visit the Las Vegas Valley Water District website. Look, if you've got grass in your front yard, if you're not following the seasonal watering restrictions, or if you have a leak at your property and you know that you have that leak and you haven't taken steps to rectify it, you're going to want to start taking those steps now because inevitably that leak has the potential to push you up into the excessive use and you're going to be paying more for that water.
1: Yeah. And Bronson, I know you've talked to a lot of people and even walked some people through their bills, kind of looking at this and preparing for this. Myself, I pulled up my account, which is our online payment system for the water district. I don't get a paper bill anymore. Just to be honest, I don't look at my bill every month. I know about what my average is. I see it fluctuate, you know, with summertime and the winter months. But in preparing for this, I went online and I looked at my bill and even I had one that surprised me. And it was last summer and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't realize we used that much water. And I think it was, I want to say like 13,000 gallons, which is the highest bill I've had had yet. And so, you know, just taking into consideration things that are going on in your house, paying attention to the things that you're doing that increase your water use, decrease your water use. We really encourage you to to prepare for the year to look at your bill in at least one month of each season. And we have a water bill estimator on the water district's website, lvvwd.com, where you can plug in some general information about your billing period, your date, and it'll estimate what your bill will look like. And that will help prepare you. But you want to look at it in January. You want to look at it in the summertime. You want to look at it in fall and winter because let's be honest, July and August don't look like January and February in the wintertime when you're typically watering less. And then just on top of that, if you really want to get more precise, we have added that bill estimator to my account. So if you're someone like me who has auto payments done every month on your bill and you don't get the paper bill in your mail every month, if you log into your my account or you create an account, We will generate that estimate for you automatically by using your water history. So it'll pull up your data from last year and it'll give you apples to apples, right? Your July to next July, what we're predicting. Again, that's if you don't make any changes. That's if you're kind of just staying with how you water now. But if you're someone who knows like, eh, I don't really change my water clock every month like I'm supposed to, or in the season, I've kind of been, you know, ignoring that little leak out in the backyard. Well, these are the things that you need to note and change because that could bring your bill down. So where maybe last July you had a huge bill that you didn't like paying, you can fix that this coming July by making sure you're doing all the things that will help you conserve our water and keep your bill a little bit more manageable than if you don't.
0: Yeah. And you know, a lot of us utilize the services of a landscaper, right? We have a landscaper that comes to our home cares for our yard, sets our sprinkler clock for us. A lot of people have the landscaper set their sprinkler clock for them. We are making sure that we are notifying landscapers throughout this community that these changes are coming. But it really is incumbent upon all of us as customers, as homeowners, as residents to really take control of that sprinkler clock. Keep in mind that at this point with the excessive use charge being based on seasonal water use, If you are not out there changing that sprinkler clock, if you are just depending on your landscaper to change that sprinkler clock, you are literally putting your water bill in the hands of your landscaper, except your landscaper is not the one paying the bill. You are. So, as a customer, as a homeowner, as someone who has a landscaper, make sure you're in communication with that landscaper, or better yet, make sure that you know how to change your sprinkler clock. The manual sprinkler clocks can be a little bit tricky, but you can go to YouTube and you can search your brand and you will definitely find a how to video. You can go to snwa.com for the Southern Nevada Water Authority, a lot of good information there on changing your sprinkler clock. Or better yet, you can invest in a smart irrigation clock that will allow you to set your sprinkler clock via your cell phone and we all know how to navigate the apps on our cell phones and getting a smart irrigation clock makes it really really easy not only to set your sprinkler clock but also make adjustments and your smart irrigation clock will help make adjustments for you too depending on the type that you get. Some of them shut themselves off when they get notice of rainfall or high winds, or you can even program that sprinkler clock to be able to do that. So make sure that you're taking active and useful control of your own water use. And just like you said, Crystal, the vast majority of our community's indoor water use, that water that we use to shower, to bathe, to cook, to clean, all of that indoor water use, that really does represent about that first tier of water, right? That most affordable cost for water. It's when you get into that second, third, and fourth tier that you're really starting to bring in what your outdoor water use is. That really is what drives your water bill.
1: Yeah, and just, just as a reminder you know, to everyone listening why we're doing this and why we're focused on it, outdoor water use represents our largest use of water here in Southern Nevada. You've heard us mention it a couple of times. Our indoor water use, we recycle all that water. So while you can take a 15-minute shower, you don't necessarily want to because you are using more water. That's more gallons that you're using, right? And that adds up over time. But that water at least gets recycled. Everything outdoors cannot be captured or used again in any way so that's why we focus so largely on outdoor conservation and really encourage everybody to do everything that you can if you have grass that you're not using get rid of it you know replace it with water smart landscaping if you have water waste in your yard because you a, a sprinkler broke or your drip head popped off there's a stream of water coming out that adds up over time too have those things fixed report water waste when you see it And make sure that you're complying with mandatory watering restrictions because really those are based on what we know your landscape can survive on. If you have sprinklers, water no more than 12 minutes a day. That's all your landscape needs. That's all your grass needs. It's going to be fine. I promise you. It's it. It's it's really simple. And just being aware of what you're doing inside and outside of your home.
0: And that's it. So take control of your water use. Take control of your water bill. Log on to snwa.com for those water conservation tips. City of Henderson customers, visit cityofhenderson.com to see what those changes in water rates will mean for you. Las Vegas Valley Water District customers, visit lvvwd.com. Use the rate estimator that is there. You can also sign up for my account. and your my account now gives you access via the web to your water district account, and you can do some additional estimations and comparisons for your water bill based on each season simply by signing up for my account. Talk to your landscaper as well. Don't forget, inform your landscaper. We're going to communicate with them as well, but your landscaper, your water use, your water bill, you need to be taking control of that. Have a conversation with your landscaper to make sure that you are not overwatering and overusing, and make sure that you are looking at your water use every single month so that you can take better control of it next time here on the podcast we will be featuring some conservation experts talking about all of the other measures that we're putting into place to protect the community's water supply look water conservation is a community-wide effort we live in the most arid city in the most arid state in the nation desert living means conserving water and we are indeed desert dwellers so let's make sure that we're conserving every drop we can well, that's it for this episode here on the Water Smarts Podcast. We hope you subscribe and listen next time. If you have any questions, feel free to send them our way. You can reach us via email at watersmarts@snwa.com. at snwa.com. That's watersmarts at or visit snwa.com and reach us through our contact page. We'll get back with you with an answer and maybe your question will end up on one of our next podcasts. We haven't done one of those in a while, Crystal. We got to do an entire episode, I think, of questions that we get from this community. We'll see you here next time on water smarts